Welcome once again to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. My name's Jim Byrne and the Pat in the title is Pat Byrne. And this is episode 76. In this episode, Pat chats to local West Ender, actor of stage and screen, musician and playwright, Dave Anderson. I suspect you already already know Dave in some capacity. He was a member of the politically minded 784 group, founder of the Wildcat Productions Company, along with David McClellan, and he's appeared in numerous films and television programmes, including Gregory's Girl, Doctor Who, Sirius, The Avengers, Taggart, and more recently, Still Game. And he also finds time to be an accomplished musician, and he regularly appears as part of the Oran Moore Play Pie and Pint team. As I haven't mentioned for a while, if you've got any questions for us, we would love to hear them. If you've got any folk you want to hear on the podcast, please get in touch. Probably best to get in touch with Pat here through her email, which is pat at glasgowestend.co.uk or via Twitter, which is at Glasgow's West End. Okay, let's have a wee listen to Pat chatting to Dave Anderson. So today, Dave Anderson has come up to see me. Hi, yeah. Dave. Hello. <laughs> um, I don't know how to introduce Dave because there's got so many, like, what would we say, strings to his bow. <laughs> but I think um, he's a very, very well-known um, person in the Scottish art scene, musician, actor of stage and screen, Play Pie in the Pint, 784, mm-hmm. Wildcat, City yep. Lights. <laughs> ah, well, I'm getting older than a lot of things. <laughs> I say that to people too. Mm. <laughs> I think we're the same age, actually, Dave. Um, no, I mean, it's amazing. It is amazing, you know, when you think back, to way back, and all the things you've uh, been involved in. Well, I don't know. It seems to me kind of a natural progression, I suppose. No, it's just clutching at whatever comes along, really. Um, and uh, Play a Pie and a Pint is uh, the most recent. It's been uh, tremendous. Oh, really great, actually. Remarkable. Uh, we, we watched, we, ha- we haven't seen it the first time round, but we watched the, um, on television the other night the 10 years um, celebration. I mean... It, it was very well done. That, that was really I think so too. It's a nice picture of uh, David McLean. And oh, my heavens. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it, he was remarkable. You, you were a remarkable partnership, you know. Um, a long, long partnership too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I miss him, obviously. Yeah. Oh, it, it, so it, does must, a, it must have been. So does a player pine a paint. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, it was awful. Um, that it, it became so, so ill. He was so brave as well. Mm. I remember um, not long before he was ill, I was down interviewing him, and remember um, he called you over because uh-huh. I had interviewed you. The last time I interviewed you was, was actually um, two hundred and four. 
204, was it? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> 15 years ago. And I'd, I'd interviewed you to put on my Glasgow writers. Yeah, yeah. Our, our Glasgow characters. I think it was Glasgow characters. Local characters. Yeah, yeah. And then, so it was quite a long time after that where, when I interviewed um, David McLennan and he called you over. Right. Um, you probably don't remember, but um, he, he, he was very much... Um, Had he forgotten something, some detail about? Probably. Uh, probably, but um, no, I think he just felt like you were so much, the two of you were so much together mm. in you know, everything that you were doing, you know. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Although, uh, Play a Pile of Pint came about because David bumped into Colin in the street on Byers Road one day. And they knew each other from Mayfest and various other things like that. And Colin said, come here, I went to church. <laughs> and they took him to the building site, which is now, you know, the Garden War. And said, uh, and it really was just getting done, you know, just getting refurbed and all that. I said, but is there anything you would like to do in this building? And David said, had just been with me to Dublin, where they have a lunchtime theatre. He said, how about lunchtime theatre? We could call it... A pie, a pint, and a play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Colin said, no, 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 give, give the play talk billing. Aye, good idea. And there, it, and that was it. Play, pie, and a pint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody loves it. I mean, it's been one of the most fabulous things that it ever is. happened in yeah, the Yeah, I end. think it's great, yeah, yeah. So I had absolutely nothing to do with the birth of that at all, except that, you know, I kept getting employed, which was very nice. But well, it must have given, um, no doubt David gave you a shout about it very quickly. Oh, <laughs> aye. Guess what happened. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> aye. No, so now it's 15 years. It's, it's fantastic. No, it's great. That it, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been off to myself. I've written quite a few reviews. Um, and, I mean, it's always so busy you just think well, no people are coming yeah, regularly it's, it's getting busier it's mm-hmm. even busier now since they started showing them on the telly on the BBC mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no it's wonderful and then also what was wonderful was when they had the sort of um, international connections mm-hmm. to take the the, the plays to other countries and then they came here yeah China and goodness knows all what. No, no, that that, that was um, ab- absolutely fantastic. No, I love it. And um, of course, one of the best things are the, the pantomimes. Mm-hmm. They are so silly. <laughs> they are so silly. So, <laughs> such a, uh-huh. Even if you, even if you I, don't. I, I'm uh, sort of loath to call them adult because they're, they're not, they're incredibly childish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it is great fun. The audience is wonderful. They they um, check in their uh, critical faculties at the door along with their guns, mm-hmm. and nobody's there to to sit in judgment in, in a normal audience. No, it's just, absolutely no. It's great. It's um, it's really it's great crack. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, the, the, there is a uh, people really look forward to it. They see it as a treat. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, that's they're yeah. going along with. And as a consequence of that, we have a brilliant time as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. No, it's it's absolutely super. I often think. I mean, I don't. Obviously, you don't. You don't get to everything. I haven't seen a lot of the pantomimes, but you, you even get a laugh at the names. You know, and I think you often think, how do they think them up? How yeah. do you, you know who comes up with the names? <laughs> 
Minute der Iris erwarten den Luigi The Lying Witch in the Wardrobe. Oh, the Lying Bitch. The Lying Bitch, sorry. The Lying Bitch in the Wardrobe. That's very much a Morag one. Morag Fuller title. No, they're, they're very, very quirky and very humorous. No, that is, is great. It's really, it's really added um, so much. And it is, it's very, very sad about David. And then um, it must have been hard for you as well with Gerard Kelly, you know, from City Lights. Uh, he was so young. Yeah, far too young, yeah. And, and that was a great show as well. You mm. were, you, 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 you nailed that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, I seem to be um, typecast in that part, so I don't mind. <laughs> it's easy enough to do, you know well, what I'm saying? You, you certainly come out of that in the pantomimes. <laughs> I was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the dame in panto is a slight change from from the boss and the, the, bank, the manager. bank manager. Yeah. Yeah, but that was a good show too. Ah, oh, we enjoyed doing that. Mm. It only actually took two months out of each year. You know, it seems like you're working at it all the time, but it's only, it was only per year, so I could do lots of other things as well. Yeah. could do a work mm. and all that. Because yeah. well. you've been quite a few films as well. A few, not as many as I would like. Yeah. But yeah, done a few films, including a really terrible one. With um, Charlie Sheen. No, I shouldn't so wipe that from the from the records. Yeah, shot here in Glasgow in about a week, a whole feature film in a week. But I'm sorry, I shouldn't even have mentioned that. But but um, it's good to see films being made in Glasgow. Oh yeah, so yeah. You're, I mean, you're so much more interested. You know, Spot the location, all, yeah. All the zombies running around George Square, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, uh, and um, that is the, the other thing. Spot the location. You see, you're watching, like if you watch Taggart, which I always did, because mm-hmm. I was in so many of them. And it was all about, oh, look, that's the blah blah gas works, or that's the mm-hmm. whatever. Even when, when the Commonwealth Games was on, I, I just loved it, you know, when it was a cycling and they were going all around, um, like, um, park area uh-huh. and, you know, you were, you were, obviously they were looking down and filming it and we were just agog, we were saying, oh my God, Glasgow looks gorgeous, oh look, oh my God, you know, because it did, it looked, uh-huh. it looked wonderful and uh, so much, you forget there's so much greenery. You know, the, the that's right. We have get more green. We'll get more parks than than oh, I don't know what any other city in Europe. Is that mm-hmm. right? Probably. It looked lovely. No, I mean, and then I, I think that um, they can use Glasgow for some parts look like New York because of the the grid streets and this of the, the monumental buildings, Aye. which is pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. No, it'd be good to see more more films um, shot in Scotland and more opportunities for. Ah, well, it would be. Directors. Uh, um, it's got a lot to do, I think, with with government kind of will, you know, investment, mm-hmm. and and all that. 
Well, they should definitely go for it because I think Ireland does pretty well yeah. with the school. Yeah, so it seems so. Yep. So, and, so what are you up to at the moment, Dave? Get anything in? Well, I'm still recovering from this injury um, that I did I got while dancing in my own show called Chilinog at the Moor. On the second last day, I tore my Achilles tendon. Makes a big bang, did you know that? No. It makes a bang, and I felt oh, as if somebody had hit me with a cricket bat or something. I thought, oh, I've danced myself back into the piano like an idiot. And I kept going, but the dancing got, I assure you, mm. less and less it's impressive as it went on. And it got sore and sore and sore. Mm-hmm. So the next day, last day, I did the show sitting in a wheelchair with a stooky up to my thigh. Mm, that's not a shame. Yeah. But uh, so I've, I've got rid of the surgical boot now, and I'm supposed to start the physiotherapy. So that's what probably the rest of September will hold for me. And then I've got another show in there more. It's one of the retrospective greatest hits ones, mm-hmm. and it's called A Walk in the Park. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's late. October, that'll be on, 21st, I think it's mm-hmm. So did you write that, Dave? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, that's, so that's what's it about? It's 13 or 14 years old. It is literally a walk in the park. This guy goes for a walk in the park um, and uh, encounters various things, animals and inanimate objects and things, and they all speak to the audience. Right. Well, he muses on life and all that stuff. And it is um, a comedy. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again. So are you acting in it also? Yes, I'm going to do it this time. Uh, although the last, first time round, Laurie Ventry, who is a brilliant actor, mm-hmm. did it and showed me how it should be done. So I've learned from him. So I'm going to do it myself. Yeah, well, it's nice to hear you say that, um, you know, you're le- learning from... Well, you learn all the time. <laughs> also, I think, you know, uh, and it's very, um, you know, it's, it's kind of obvious in a way, you know, that you, you sort of see something and you think, oh gosh, you know, I could maybe do that, or that looks like a good way of um, approaching it. Mm. So, yeah. But... Um, so the other thing I was wanting to talk to you about was way, way back with 784. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I saw was this description of 784 being agit prop. prop. Mm-hmm. And I thought, what does that mean? It stands for agitation propaganda. And there was an element of that in 784, but it wasn't totally that. That would get pretty boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, Denise Minor wrote that reading The Guardian was a bit like getting shouted at by a social worker. So you don't really want it to be terribly preachy all the time. Uh, but there's no, there's no harm in coming out and saying what you, what you feel about things. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a place for that in theatre. Mm-hmm. And that was a kind of um, really start of sort of left-wing... Theatre. Well, it's the start of probably a popular, uh, mm-hmm. the popularisation of Levine the- yeah. in Scotland, mm-hmm. and I suppose to a certain extent in England too, but it's always been around, you know. Yeah, I suppose people weren't aware, and then the also because 
part of your idea was to, to take it out to people and to places where people weren't normally going to theatre. Yes, yeah. I think people saw theatre so, as a kind of middle class thing and something that was above them. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you take, if you go into the local community centres, things like that, then people see it as being more accessible. Yeah, yeah I remember, which it ought to be, of course. I remember going to a show up in Faithfully. Mm-hmm. Faithfully was always a great audience, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a whole circuit of these venues at one time. They've been starved of funds, though, so there's not that so much of that happens anymore. No. Which is great. that Creative Scotland have got a new touring grant. Mm-hmm. So that would maybe be an opportunity for, you know, more of that. Mm-hmm. Again. Well, yeah. Um, I bet it's nothing like the kind of money that gets pumped into various other organisations. <laughs> no, 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 no doubt. No, I don't think it'll be an awful lot, but... Still, it's, it's, it's something, something, something. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, no, seven eighty four was fantastic. And it, was, it was great fun, and and it was nice to see bits of it. You know, on the um, documentary and re- referring back to that, mm-hmm. and David and his sister, and, and his, yeah. um, yourself, and the you know there was quite a wee crowd of people so behind that. And then they went on to Wildcat. Wildcat, yeah. Wildcat for even longer, for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. So we were quite, actually, we were pretty lucky getting funded that long. How did you get funded? By this, what was then Scottish Arts Council. Right. Well, that was great. Yeah. Because if you, I mean, if you do play primarily in... You know, uh, community centres and village halls and towns. It's never going to pay. Mm-hmm. People are not going to fork out the kind of what well, the you actual can't costs are. Big t- big no, you can't. Prices, you can't. So yeah, we were fortunate, and I'm not sure there's, there are similar companies. No, I'm, I'm not sure. Not that I know of. No. Not to, it's just not so easy to do now. Mm-hmm. No. No, it's a real shame. I mean, I think that the um, these sort of communities are, are, are starved of a whole lot of things, you know, sports yep. and um, youth, youth work. And there, there's a great project um, on the go at the moment, the G20 Festival, they're calling it, and it's for um, it's through the North Kelvin Meadow oh, yeah. people, and it's for young people, and it's the, they're, they're fundraising to get a base in Mary Hill. Really, sort of developmental. A lot, a lot to do with nature. There's this um, fantastic woman, um, Emily Cutts, and she she's written a, a book, and it's all about, you know, th- you know the value of nature and mm. you know being, op- you know, op- you know, sort of doing things in the environment and op- mm. opportunities. So like canoeing and different stuff like that for these young people. So they seem a right good going bunch of um, mm. people in, involved yeah, it's it. really important to get young people mm-hmm. out, out of the house out of their gadgets mm-hmm. off their uh, iPads and stuff I know so um, I mean I, I've, I, I have spoken to Emily on the podcast and that's the sort of thing she was sort of talking about you know and how also everything's kind of structured you know, the young people mm. are taken to their dance class or yes from their 
football training and you know they're not kind of out there doing stuff yes yeah, just on getting, getting manky and, like, and splashing about and mm-hmm. climbing trees and yeah, yeah. and then the, the um the there's also the the youth theater in Glasgow I mean I think it lost some of its funding yeah I don't know how, I, I think that was a couple of years back I don't know how it's going it's going now but I think that um for a lot of young people to get involved in amateur dramatics or something like that is so good for them because a lot of them are are shy and that's such fun. Ah. They can start doing something just for the fun of it and then that builds their, yeah. their confidence. Ah, social skills and mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. confidence, absolutely. So, so it's just not the... Um, maybe there could be a youth, youth branch of clay pine paint. Maybe they could without the paint. paint oh, of, yeah. Paint of juice. Play <laughs> paint <laughs> orange juice. <laughs> Lots of people do actually come along and that's what they want. They want a soft drink. Yeah. Well, during the day, I would, you know, I'm not much of a drinker anyway, but during the day, it would be kind of fatal if I had a, an alcoholic drink. I might, might snooze off or <laughs> cause me him. Uh, no, but the it's, lo- it's lovely. It's, it's, it's such a nice idea, and then the, the, the pies are lovely too. I was. Well, that's good. And then you get your wee sachet of sauce if you like as aye, well. Aye. <laughs> well. Sometimes a big jug of gravy. Oh, you get gravy, but you get the wee you get you, you get, get a sachet of sauce, sauce as well. too. Yeah, mm. it's the works. <laughs> mm. No, um, it's. It's, it's been an absolutely huge asset and then it must have been very, very nice for you getting the honorary doctorate. It was, it was very surprising. I mean, I got, I got a letter from her and I wrote back and I said, who, who is this really? You know, you just take the mickey here, whoever you are. And where did you get the headed paper? <laughs> <laughs> but it was right enough, yeah. So it was very nice. I was in a, Great company. Karen Pollard got a doctorate at the right. same time, mm-hmm. for instance. Mm-hmm. The girl that runs the rape crisis, whose name has it's, as I got older, I forget more and more. Um, anyway, she's brilliant. And lots of other fun. No, it was terrific. I didn't know, but the, um, about the other ones. Um, I used to know the people when I... Um, Graduated from Glasgow University, I went to Jordan Hill. At that time, I did a youth and community um, course, and then two women that were on it with me were Marcia, that were my friends, were Marcia Oliveira and Joanna McLeod. So they were the first workers at Rape Crisis Centre. Right, when okay. It opened, when it opened up, uh-huh. opened up. So um, I've kind of lost lost track a wee bit. But um, so so you went along and had your robes on and got your no the full Buddha lots of Latin. <laughs> I didn't realise it was quite so full of pomp and ceremony in Latin. Uh-huh. And was it in the Butte Hall? It was in the Butte Hall partly, and then oh, there was a lunch. And they asked me if I would speak on behalf of all the other new doctors. And I asked them to write to the new doctors and say, have you any jokes? Right. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> uh, including, what's her name? Susan Coleman. Oh, right. Whose, whose job she, it is to make you laugh. Does she get a note? Aye, aye. Well, she should have, that's, that's shameful. She should have written my speech for me. 
she didn't even have one joke. Not a single joke. So did you have to come up with a whole lot? No, just the same old jokes that I've always <laughs> always done. No, but that was, I thought that was perfect. It was so. nice. It was, some, it was kind of recognition of, of, it gives you kind of credibility, doesn't it? Well, it's, it's <laughs> certainly, um, you would be kind of hard to miss in the, the um, art scene in Scotland and with been attached to so many kind of prestigious enterprises mm. and um, also that, I mean, your name comes up in so many things that I... Um, that you wrote all the music for the Steamy? Mm-hmm. Words the, as well. The, the, you wrote the, the songs. The, right, oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. The, the, uh, all the songs. No, that, that, I mean, that was just another fabulous show. That's 31 years ago. My God. Isn't it incredible? Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, um, that, that's, that, that's, we're going to see that show over and over again. People do, you know, yeah. It's People. just it's, um, it's not one that's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was um, terrific. Tony Roper is another really talented guy. Jim and I went down to see you once um, playing down in the hotel, down, I can't remember the name of it, down at the river. It's a number of years ago. You were uh-huh. you were playing piano and um, but it was only you you know it was a sort of one man shebang but it was very enjoyable. Oh good, Can yeah. You, you I took I took on the road um, a thing about Hoagie Carmichael. Uh, I think that rings a bell, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And all those songs that he mm-hmm. that he wrote and became standards, and people don't really associate necessarily this songwriter with that song, you know. Um, Oh, just a host of songs. And it was great to do it. it was great fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, that was it. Was very, I mean, you you you've got a great um, sort of manner, you know, with the audience, you know, because you can see how much you're enjoying it. I do have a great time. So, <laughs> and I think that that immediately you're you're up and running yeah. because everybody starts then getting into that kind of mode. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you're not at ease, then. Then you're in trouble, actually. Mm-hmm. You know. So. I think for some, for quite a lot of people, it is a, an ordeal. I think it is for some people. Yeah, no. I don't know. We, we were watching Jim loves all the music documentaries. It doesn't matter in who it is. We kind of if we see something, oh, have a look at that. This one was truly rotten. It was about him share, and it was it was pretty dire. But um, so we didn't watch all of it. It was just the dialogue and the way it was written was not good. Mm. But um, she was so nervous, every, every, uh-huh. a nervous wreck, so much so that some shows she was just saying, I can't do it, I just can't do it. Uh-huh. I thought, my Gee. God, I've never... No, no, I mean, I was getting nervous. To, you know, you wouldn't, it's not, you wouldn't be right if you don't get a wee bit nervous. But mm-hmm. once you're on you realise yeah. you're taking part in a social event here then. And then everybody can relax and enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh no! If, if, I, if I felt that bad, I would do something else. Well, she must have been hip, hist- histrionics. Mm. You know, totally. But that, oh, don't don't watch that documentary. The the, the, the acting in it and everything was just so <laughs> okay. <laughs> well worn so then. Was, fine. <laughs> no. So I can't remember what. Oh, aha. Uh-huh. Um, the 
role as a musician. I know you, d- you, you did all the stuff with the steamy and all that, but what other things have you, um, apart from play pie in the pine, what other, um, you know, when you're, you're songwriting, I mean, do you think, do you ever think I'll put out an album or? A- it's really funny you should say that because people have been saying that to me recently. And yes, I think that would be a great thing to do. I might well do that pretty soon. I think you should. Right, okay, I will then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's... Yeah, there's been a lot of songs over the years, hundreds and hundreds of songs, mm-hmm. some of which were recorded live, and of course the quality is rubbish, you know, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be, you, you think, ah, oh, that's a song, that's just gone now. You wrote it for a show and the show's done, and it's really worth it. A wider audience hearing it, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And then you've got you would ha- they would I'm sure it would sell sell really well because it could they could actually sell it at, <clears throat> at, or have it for sale at Play Pine the Pine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be really. I think people would enjoy that. Mm. Right, I'll take your advice then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so I'm so used. Jim's always um, writing and producing. Albums and he records them um, by himself. He records them himself, mm-hmm. and a lot of them he gets other people involved. It's got this, and it's been doing it for a long, long time now. So, for example, and I've said this before, in fact, quite recently, I was talking about this to somebody on the podcast. And excuse me, the fiddle player he has, if he's ever using fiddle, his fiddle players in Nashville. Right, okay. So, so, so do you send him over recordings? And he pattern? sends him over um, kind of like... Long-distance collaborations, eh? Long-distance collaboration. Uh, Jim will send him the idea he's got and then um, he'll come back with, this is what I've thought. Mm-hmm. And usually there's not a lot of tune and throwing. Usually they're spot on with what works. Mm. He's also done stuff with, um, you know, the jazz singer Carol... Carol Kidd. Carol Kidd? Uh-huh. Yeah. Carol got in touch with Jim a few years ago now to see she'd written it words for... It was a... When she was a child, she had this experience. She came across a gypsy um, group in the woods. Mm-hmm. She sort of watched them and, you know, she, she had held this memory, so she'd written all these lyrics, but she was want Jim to put music to. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that was that was a more long that took a longer time to sort out coming to and froing because um he had to change some of the words, you know, for singing, you know, to mm-hmm, make it to suit the melody, with the yeah. singing. But it was a, you know, he loved doing it and then it was a fabulous song that came out of it and mm-hmm. he recorded that on in one of the albums. But because I was just thinking, you've got so many people that if you were recording, oh yeah, you have wealth of, of talent, wealth of that you yeah. could um, you could call in to do to, yeah. to, to can collaborate with you. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a great project. Okay, right. <laughs> I'll take you up on that, right? No, well, well, why not? I mean, when you, especially um, you, if you're having a wee rest. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I'm not. I won't rest. I'll, I'll do as my. I'll do as the physiotherapist tells me. 
So you've not seen the physio yet? Not yet, no, no. I just got the boot off the other day. I'll tell you what, lugging that boot around for three months was really, uh, gets you down after a while. So I'm really so glad to get it off. But I'm a wee bit wobbly still in this foot. But you know, the physios are absolutely fantastic. I mean, they're... That they're very knowledgeable and they're they're so so they're, they're terrific. The <clears throat> I I was saying to when you come in you had your walking stick. I was thinking about my walking stick, and I had physical enough arthritis. I thought it was in my knee. The pain was in my knee, and I'd gone to the doctor with this pain in my knee, and I'd been and had my knee X-rayed and whatnot, and then um, they sent me to the physio, mm-hmm. and the physiotherapist said to me. I don't think this is actually the a problem. problem is in your knee. I think the problem's in your hip. So the way you sure were walking enough, was what made your uh, knee sore. Yeah. So, exactly. So sure enough, um, when they X-rayed the knee, they couldn't see like really anything much wrong. But when I got the hip X-rayed, it was a different story. So then I went back for physio, and um, she said to me, "I think it'd be a good idea if you used the walking stick." Well, what do you know? I got the walking stick. I was using it at the wrong side. Ah, uh-huh. right. You know, so when I went down to physio, she said to me, next time you come, bring your stick, and I'm going to show you how to use it. Aye. Well, I, I, was, I was doing completely the, the, the wrong thing with it. <laughs> I, was, I was using the stick on the side that was sore, which is not, and that's not what you that's do. That's not how it works. No, and then she, she gave me advice. Well, I got exercises to do. Um, obviously and she did them all with me and told me what to do but they gave you so much advice you know she told me you know about wh- how to, which leg to go first with going downstairs which leg to go first with going upstairs mm-hmm. I mean all this thing all these things um, you think you would somehow know <laughs> you would think wouldn't you but yeah, yeah. Uh, with my boot on I could um, I could only go down Going downstairs was, was the challenge. Mm-hmm. One step at a time, you know, mm-hmm. both feet and then again. Mm-hmm. Slowly, slowly. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I could walk up downstairs. Because yeah. if you get stairs up to your flat. Aye. Mm-hmm. Aye. Yeah. Aye, it's a Victorian tenement flat, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah I know who you are. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, it's a lovely part of the city to, oh, to live right. in. Oh, the edge of the river. It's lovely. I know. It is. It's, 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 it's lovely and, and it's quiet um, too. For now, now that, now that they're charging for parking in the West End, the, the area where people are parking for free goes further to the, you know, goes further out of the centre right. of the West End. So... Pretty soon we're going to have lots of folk parking in the street because they wouldn't pay for parking. Mm-hmm. A bit closer to my road. Need to leave their cars at home. People should leave their cars at home. Indeed they should. Mm-hmm. I think they're missing out anyway. I, I don't drive, I have epilepsy, so I can't have a driving licence. I've, I've never been able to drive. So I go in the bus a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And the conversations you hear in the bus are so fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the whole, the, and, and now, um, the, even if people are not chatting to each other, they're chatting on the phone, sometimes mm-hmm. in arguments. <laughs> you hear all this. Um, yeah, and an insight into somebody's private life. Um, and then always on the bus, it must, it must be a lot of the people in the, the ethnic communities probably, as a 
larger percentage of them not got so much money because you get a lot of ethnic minority people on the buses. Mm. So you hear all the different languages yeah. and sometimes I think, what is that language? You know, you, you don't always... Yeah, I get that too, yeah. What is that? You, you don't always yeah. recognise... Um, you know, you think you would recognise like, almost every language, but you... You know, we, we we don't, and then you see all the wee kids in their their prams, and because mm-hmm. um, I sit at that seat that's for the older, not so mobile people. So the prams are always beside me, and you got oh. all the all the lovely babies, and mm-hmm. you know. So I quite I quite like going. Oh, I'm on favourite buses, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which they should be free. Yeah, well, for everybody. It, yeah, well, not just for old mm-hmm. folk like me, but they should mm-hmm. be free. I don't know how they could. Um, and run and them. more efficient, free and more mm-hmm. efficient, and then more people would use them, and uh, we'd have mm-hmm. fewer cars on the road. Mm-hmm. Although I think we are pretty well. Maybe where we are, you know, we're so near Great Western Road, mm-hmm. and the, I mean, I, I would never um, look to see if there was a bus during because I never have to. Wait, because you get that so many going, going along. Great Western so we're yeah, we're pretty well served here. Yeah, in per, you know in particular, but I suppose there are um, other parts of the. No, there was a big Ferrari about this number four bus that went off. I think they brought it back on, because it went up all around Clevedon, and you know, people weren't getting a bus at all when when the particular. Uh-huh. Um, so I suppose it's. Some of it's well, a lot of it will be dictated by how much money they're making. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a kind of catch twenty two, isn't it? If they were better, more people would use them. Um, but I think that people take their cars for the don't when they don't need oh, to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, the trains are pretty busy. You know, they, um, Going into town anyway, they're they're always they're always busy and, and um, I see quite a lot of people um, complaining about the trains and cancellations and all that. But mm. I get the trains a lot. I mean, you do get that's going to be two minutes late. I I, I don't think I've ever gone down there um, to the station. I can see from the window. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and. Um, had a can had a, a cancellation, you know. They, um, they seem pretty frequent. I I know a, a couple of the drivers on the train, so I've got to chat and sort of wave into the wave into the into drivers. It's quite exciting going in the train when you know that know who's driving it. Mm. <laughs> so, so so apart from this new album, Dave. Yes. What do you think you're going to be up to? What's on the agenda? Well, like I say, a new show at the Ardmore, uh, late October, then the Panto. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that... Have you written that yet? Who knows? The Panto? Oh, no, I'm not writing them now. Um, no, Maura Fullerton's writing the Pantos these days. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the winter Panto, Christmas Pantos, the summer Panto, there's been a few folk. Andy, Andy McGregor is a brilliant young uh, songwriter. Playwright. Okay. Um, I need to watch out for him. For instance, yes, when summer pants, or he might well be doing next year's. Although I don't know, don't quote me on it because I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure if uh, 
the people at Orton will know yet what happens next summer. Mm. So who's kind of leads up the play pie in the paint now? It's uh, it's a job share with uh, Morag Fullerton and April uh, Chamberlain. Um, and they're doing a tremendous job. Yeah. Yeah. Really great. No, it was just wonderful that it, that it continued. It would have been heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. If it, if it had... Um, well, I mean, it had been built up to be such a successful thing anyway that it would have been absolutely ridiculous for it to just stop. Mm-hmm. So that's a great um, legacy from David. A tremendous, Michael Lennon. absolutely. Tremendous, great thing to, have, to leave behind. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, the Juliet... Mm-hmm. his wife. She's she's a lovely woman. Yes, she um, is. She's an absolute darling. I, I went along. You you probably been there when they unveiled the um, his portrait. Mm-hmm. And that didn't seem to be all that terrible. Long after he had died, and she was there. She's so dignified, and um, she just your you, your heart just went out to her. You yeah. know, they were a lovely couple, but she she was so. She was just so endearing and so sort of perfect, you know. It wasn't, there's nothing maudlin about that at all. It was a lovely, it was a lovely celebration. Mm-hmm. I've got the wee, um, the wee picture over, over um, there. It's tucked, it's, I've just got this new thing that I got at the, a couple of weeks ago at the um, antique, it, it, um, the, Glasgow antique, you know, Anita's. Oh, uh, Anita Manning, yeah. Uh huh. So, um, I'll put up down here because it's lovely. Um, um, I've got this all painted up. I've had it there, it's there. Yeah. So, I usually keep that in the front. Oh, yeah. Have you got that? I don't know. The portrait, portrait of a, a life in theatre. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I think we must have picked them up at the event. No. No, as you say, just a wonderful legacy. And and it's it's great that you're still so much part of it and one of the, the key people involved. I'm very glad of it. Um, because I've worked there a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Just... Um, no, I've, I've seen you a lot in action. <laughs> See the um, the play you mentioned, um, Tikna. Tirnanog. 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 The land of the young. That that has been very successful, hasn't it? That's been um, on the go in the that one, Yeah, best new musical at, at the Edinburgh Festival. Oh, nine, two thousand and seven. Mm-hmm. Um, with. Uh, Pauline Knowles in the lead part, she was wonderful. Transcendentally talented. She was another person who was taken away from us far too young. Yeah. Perfectly healthy young woman. But that's, um, so that's been on, going to be on again? Or has it's it, been, it's on, just not, been on, it's been on. That, yeah. <laughs> that's how I tore my tendon. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it was on in um, May, the month of May. Um, and um, in the house, in the audience, on that performance was my sister, the Californian, 
who was over for her birthday, my brother from Vancouver, likewise, my nephews from Vancouver, whom I don't my God. see. They were all in, what they remember about the show <laughs> was the fact that I told Michael, not the brilliant no, writing of the I fabulous performance, no, no. Well, maybe they'll get a chance to see it again. Who knows? So, Dave, how old is your wee granddaughter? She is living. I love that name, Rosa. Rosa, That yeah. is my favourite name. It's I, 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 If I'd had to be They're there, springing up all over the place now, Rosa. Well, I always liked um, Rosa Luxembourg, mm-hmm. the, um, revolutionary. So, But I think it's a lovely name. Yeah. So is she going to high school now? No, no, it's one more year. Primary, She's in yeah. primary, seven. primary seven. And she comes actually to our house on Wednesday nights. She'll be with us tonight. Sleep over in the West End. Mm-hmm. And we still have a story at bedtime, although she's perfectly capable of reading her own story. <laughs> um, but she enjoys it, and I, I love it. I know. No, that's lovely. Yeah, it's great. No, I have a, one grandchild, Ryan. He's 15. Right. So it's, it's a wee bit past bedtime stories. She's a wee bit more of his, um, his pals now, but it's, it's good fun. You know, he's um, mad about football. We were um, we saw him last week, and you know, we chat about different things and everything, and well, was reminding me that they were asked um, the conversation one day was, um, "What's your favourite thing?" And he said, "I'm not sure." He says, "But my grand's favourite thing's vests," <laughs> because I was always say, would always say to him, "Have you got a vest on?" All right. <laughs> <laughs> my that's gran- brilliant. My grand's favourite things best. That's quite. That's quite. No, but you're. Um, no, it's lovely. To, lovely. Lovely to see them. You know, that's that's great that she comes mm. every week. Something to look forward to. Ah, absolutely. Yeah. It's my favourite night of the week. I can imagine that. They don't. They don't um, realise how mad you are on them. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, and is Tina doing well? Tina is in great form. Yeah. Um, she she works with Play a Pie and a Pint it's a part time and uh, records the show every Thursday right smashing yeah okay. so, so that the performers and the director can have a, a record of it so mm-hmm. so plenty on the go plenty to go I'm very mm. pleased to say yeah that's yeah. good so listen, I hope this food clears up. If I do as I'm told, I'm yeah. sure it will, yeah. Yeah, well, you'll And need I will be a, I'll be a model patient, I assure you. You'll need to, you'll, n- n- no, no choice in the matter. No, exactly, no. exactly. So, but thank, well, thanks for coming along. My pleasure. I'm glad, I'm glad to talk about myself. I can't believe it's, um, it's so long. I mean, that's um, 15 years. And I was just looking... Um, Looking at that because the photograph that I've got up in that, I think it probably asked you for a photograph. Then I put up a photograph that I actually took of you. Yes. And that that turned out such a good photograph. I think I had just bumped into you at the West End Festival in the street. Uh-huh. You had your coat and your hat on. That coat uh-huh. is now. Um, it was more just recently Chick Murray's coat. Um, I mean, in, in the play, Check Mario, right. funny place for a window, <laughs> that we've just been playing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still wearing that coat. <laughs> well, that was... That Not turned, always, but... That um, turned out a great um, photograph. 
Oh, great picture, yeah. I really, really, really liked him. So, anyway, is there anything else you want to add at all, Dave? Or no, I think we've squeeze this, my life, dry. <laughs> no, no, no thanks for all, all the astute questions. Okay, well, we'll say bye-bye to folks and um, we'll get the podcast out pretty soon. Okay. Thanks very much. Cheerio, dear listeners. And thus ends another episode of Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. I hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Uh, We'll catch you the next time. Bye for now.